Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Changemakers Show. It's me, Jamie, you know, that guy that runs this podcast. Hope you guys are having a really awesome day and I have a really fun guest to bring to you guys today. Uh, I actually first met her uh, at a Funnel Hacking Live event, which was super fun, but I'd heard about her a lot before then. Some of my favorite students inside of my programs were always talking about Monica. They're saying, Monica's awesome. Have you met Monica? Monica's doing all of these cool things. Do you know she lives in Boise? And I heard so much about this amazing guest a ton of times and was so, so lucky to have her actually come through our podcast Profit Lab program. She went on to launch an incredible, uh, relaunch an incredible, amazing podcast. And today, guys, she's going to be bringing some incredible value. And I just can't wait to dig in about her business and what she's been doing because what she does I will absolutely blow you guys away. She is a big advocate of saying knowledge is cute, but action is drop dead sexy. And what she's known for is helping people to build marriages that supports their business and actually building businesses that support marriages at the same time. She's a top five podcast host in the relationship space. She was up there in the charts alongside Michelle Obama and Brene Brown, just absolutely crushing it. Please welcome my guest, Monica Tanner. Monica, how are you doing? What's going on? Hey, Jamie. I'm so great. So fun to talk to you today. I cannot wait to dig in. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So we, listen, we've got the, this really fun relationship where I feel like I bump into you at events. We're talking all the time and you have this really powerful energy when you meet people and when you're in a room and when you're in a, a Zoom room as well, which I absolutely love. Tell me really quickly, you know, how have the last couple of months been, been inside of your business? Give us a little update. Yeah, really, really, really exciting. I feel like the last couple of months has have helped me have a lot of clarity on my messaging and really who I'm so passionate about helping. So uh, it's been a really exciting last couple of months. I love that. And it's always a, an interesting time right now, right? Because we're just into 2021. A lot of people are kind of looking forward with some people with excitement, but a lot of people with anticipation, I fear, of, you know, being a little worried. Now, I was on a phone call with a couple of people the other day and people were talking about being scared to cast a vision for 2021. Um, what do you feel like is going on in the relationship space when we're looking at businesses? Because I know, you know, quite publicly, if you like, I recently went through a breakup with my girlfriend. I feel like there's a lot of people who are having a really tough time within their relationships, but also some people who are really, really strong in their relationships as well. What do you feel like is is coming up for 2021 with relationships in, in business? Yeah, well, I think that relationships are changing a lot with business, obviously. I mean, the world is changing. There's lots of um, there's lots of uncertainty definitely in the world, but I think that we can definitely take some solace in our relationships. I think that our relationships are more important now than ever. Our interpersonal relationships along with our business relationships and um, our interpersonal relationships are really 
coming more to the forefront. We're, we're spending more time with our significant others. They're, they're, they're seeing more of what we're doing. It's hard to get away from them, right? And so it's really, really, really important that we create these businesses, especially so much from home, right? And we have to create these businesses that support our lifestyle, that are more flexible because kids are home and spouses are home and we're all sharing very small spaces, but also important to create businesses that sustain these relationships um, because nobody wants to sacrifice what means the most to them on the altar of making more money or success. And so I think that this pandemic and having to quarantine and all of these things has really shined a spotlight on our relationships and it's going to make it more important than ever to understand the skills and strategies and frameworks that I'm teaching to be able to really navigate all of the storms that are coming together as a team. So I love what I'm doing. I'm obviously very passionate about it. People tell me they're like, I can, I can feel the passion oozing out of you. And I'm like, yeah, I can't hide it. I'm very passionate about relationships and business. And I think that the two can coexist very well if you have these skills. Are you coaching people through just a lot of sort of more long-term relationships? Or are you finding there's a lot of people who are coming in now with, with new and relationships, maybe ones that they've just started? You know, most of my clients have great relationships already, but they're feeling the strain of all of the things that are happening in the world. Obviously entrepreneurship, because it is so unpredictable, is a huge strain on relationships. So the people that I coach are generally happily married people. It's just that the strain of entrepreneurship is, is difficult. And when you're growing and scaling your business, it really causes a lot of, of friction that people are kind of blindsided by. They don't realize like, oh my goodness, like this is, is really taking its toll on my relationship and I don't want to lose it. So those are mostly the people that I've been working with. And are you finding that there's a lot of people um, that are becoming aware of like the strain in their business? Like what, what would be that kind of like telltale sign where someone might reach out for help, where they start to notice things that are, that are kind of happening? Yeah, well, their spouse is always frustrated with how much time, energy and financial resources they're spending on the business. They're starting to like really put a lot of pressure on them like, hey, you know, if this isn't, you know, making you money, you need to go out and find a real job like those types of things. Like, how can I get more support? The biggest question I get is how can I get more support from my spouse and my business? Meaning like, you know, how can I ask for more help with maybe the kids, maybe the housework, maybe, um, you know, when I'm having to do these meetings late at night, I feel like my spouse is constantly frustrated. And from the perspective of a spouse that's non-entrepreneurial, um, the, my friend Ashley explained it the best. She says, if you're the non-entrepreneurial spouse, it really can feel like you're being dragged through the mud blindfolded. If you're not brought into the entrepreneur's vision for this company, for for um, the things that they they have in mind, right? And so, so that's where I kind of come in and help them get together on the same page, create a shared vision and understand really how they can support each other to be the most successful. How do you, how do you bring that together? So, you know, because I know there's a lot of people out there who don't have, you know, entrepreneurial relationships and, and, you know, it's, it's been sad to see, but we, you can see a lot of, you know, 
relationship fallout sometimes um, with people who grow as entrepreneurs and, and sometimes they outgrow the relationships that they're in. And, you know, you, we've seen a lot of, you know, quite high profile situations of that happening, which can be, you know, quite painful to watch as you see these people that you've admired and followed, you know, go through these really tough struggles. So how do you how do you even start that process of getting on the same page when maybe someone isn't an entrepreneur and maybe they're they're struggling? But how do you how do you do that? Yeah. So I feel like those situations are pretty tragic. I mean, because like I said, you don't want to sacrifice your, your relationship, the most meaningful thing in your life on the altar of being more successful. Right. And it all comes down to communication and connection. And I know that sounds so simple, but when we're communicating with each other and we're connecting on a level that is transcendent beyond the business beyond, you know, the kind of the worldly things, then we can hold those things together, even if somebody is maybe developing faster than the other or whatever. Um, there's definitely, definitely uh, skills and strategies that we can implement into the relationship so that we are facing our challenges together as a team and not letting them tear us apart. And I think I think that's definitely, you know, me looking forward to my own future. I think that's one of my big fears. I mean, you know, just to be transparent with you guys, you know, when you do grow so much so quickly as an entrepreneur, I know one of my fears now is, hey, how do I find somebody that's going to grow with me, you know, because do I have to go and find someone who is equally as driven and as much of an entrepreneur as me? Or how do I navigate that and not, you know, outgrow my partner in those situations, you know? Yeah. You want to find somebody who is devoted to you, is passionate and loving to you, not necessarily your business or your ambition or anything like that, because they don't have to grow at the same rate as you do. They just have to be passionate about you as a human being. Right. So, I mean, to allay your fears, um, I, I definitely don't think you have to find someone who's passionate about what you are passionate about, meaning business and podcasting. They just need to love you as a as a person. And then when you can bring them along on your journey, they can be your cheerleader, they can be your support system, they can be your friend, they can be your advocate. They don't have to be like your business partner. Yeah, no, that's obviously you have coaches and colleagues for those types of things, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I think it's always really interesting in these situations because I think relationships are so personal. You know, as a as an interviewer, I'm trying to think, you know, what what questions would my audience have? What sort of challenges or questions might they have for you that are going to help them in these situations? So, Monica, what, what do you think are some of the biggest questions people tend to have, like on the other side of the microphone right now where they're like, oh, my gosh, I hope Jamie asks this question. What do you think those biggest questions are? Well, I mean, are your listeners generally married entrepreneurs? I think some of them definitely are. I think a lot of the people inside of our audience, they come from, you know, that strong base. I know personally that a lot of the people inside of our programs, they have that support with their spouse and they're jumping into the entrepreneurial world. Maybe for the first time they're quitting their job. Maybe for the first time, maybe they're in their first or second year of business and they're trying to grow and trying to scale. Maybe some of them have had that success and it's taken off and some of them are still trying to find their feet. But I feel like there's challenges in both of those areas, right? For the people where things are taking off, 
They might be dedicating more and more time into the business. And for the person where it's just getting started, they might have a lot of that fear. Maybe they've gone from being the provider to suddenly being the person that isn't providing anymore. Absolutely. Well, let me give you some tips for the, the, the people that you just described. So the first one I would say definitely is to make sure that your spouse or your, your partner feels prioritized. Okay. So number one, I would say the first thing that you can do is regardless if they're in the business, not in the business, they have their own separate business. It's really important for your spouse to understand that they make it onto your to-do list, right? Because as an entrepreneur, it's easy to prioritize your clients because they're paying you. It's easy to prioritize your kids because they need you, but it's not always so easy to prioritize your spouse because it's easy to go, oh, they're fine. They'll be fine, right? So the way I teach people to combat this is, is to actually put them on your to-do list every single day. So for me, I plan my days with something called the daily five. Learn this from Lauren Golden, our, our mutual friend, right? But every day I look at the five things that will help me feel successful, right? And so the day before I plan out each of those five things, you know, if it's a podcast recording or whatever it is, I make sure I have everything I need to be successful the next day with my daily five. Now I make sure that every single day, my husband makes it onto that daily five. Now it doesn't have to be time consuming or you know elaborate in any way, but that might mean sending him a text at lunchtime, letting him know that I'm thinking about him. It might be grabbing his favorite treat if I'm at the grocery store. It might be bringing him home something from lunch if I went out to lunch that day or something, right? It's just making sure that he makes it on that list and that he knows that I care, prioritize him, and I'm grateful for his contribution to my life and happiness, right? So that's number one. I love Do you it. Have any <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just like hooked. I just want to keep hearing more about this. So that, so I love that. That's the great way to connect with people, right? And and make them a priority. And I actually wrote down here, you know, schedule in your personal time. Like we're so quick to schedule in meetings and things in our calendar that we sometimes don't block out time for the people that are most important in our life. What about what about for the people where you know that seems to be a really powerful tool for somebody that's growing and they and they you know are finding a lot of time is consumed with the business. What about for the other person, the person that is maybe feeling the weight of, you know, success on them as in, you know, they haven't yet found that success. They're trying to go out and discover it. What, what kind of advice would you have for that person? Yes. Well, I mean, so so the answer there is clear. I mean, you don't want to build that tower alone. You don't want to get to the top of that mountain and have no one to share the view with. Right. And it's so scary, keeping right? that in mind, you know, um, what good is that success and all that time and energy you're putting into what you're growing or building if you don't have anyone to share it with when you get to the top. Right. So I hope I'm not like <laughs> stabbing any wounds here, but just remembering that those relationships are important. And so it is worth it. Even if you're spending, you know, uh, un uh, exorbitant what's the like unbalanced time yeah like you don't have to balance the time like there are seasons of life there are seasons to be building your business but just remembering that there's no reason to build all that success to be standing there by yourself enjoying it right so so prioritizing um 
you brought up an interesting point about scheduling. I'm a big, big fan of scheduling. So things like daily connections I talk about. So there's 1,440 minutes in a day. And I suggest that people spend 20 of those minutes together connecting. So that isn't like, you know, talking about where the kids need to be or whatever like that. It's 20 minutes where you actually ask questions about your your partner's experience that day, right? So like, what, what was, what excited you today? What are you looking forward to tomorrow? What was difficult for you today? Is there anything I can do to make that easier for you tomorrow? Those types of things. So 20 minutes out of 1,440 should be spent connecting with your spouse. That's it, right? The rest of it, you can spend building your business. And then and in addition to that, I would say three hours a week out of the 168 hours should be spent having fun, doing something fun together. And, and this is date night, right? So doesn't matter how busy you are building your business. If you're putting off date night or or nixing it for, for something else, then you've definitely got to reorganize your time. Those things should be on the calendar. They should be non-negotiable. Date nights should be doing something fun. Like for you, Jamie, you should be surfing or you know doing something exciting together that makes you feel like a giddy kid again. It's those things that create memories. It helps you imprint on each other because you're laughing and enjoying each other. That's three hours out of 168 per week, but non-negotiable. So those things are really important. And then the last thing I'll say about, you know, uh, being able to juggle this business and marriage and family life is I, I love, um, this is going to date me, but, but hopefully people have heard of Mr. Rogers, right? It's, it was a children's TV show when I was growing up. I never Everybody's heard of Mr. Rogers, right? I'm English and even I've heard of Mr. Rogers. Okay, good. Okay, good. Well, he used to start every single show. He would come into the set, right? And he would take off his blazer and put on his house sweater. And he would take off his loafers and put on his like comfy house slippers, right? And that was a physical representation that he was taking off his boss hat or whatever he, I don't actually know what he like did for a living in the show, right? But he would come home and he would physically change so that he was there on the show in the home kind of with us right and so i i feel like you know even if if your commute is just from the office to the family room or whatever you should have some physical representation that you are now taking off your boss hat and putting on your relationship or family hat right and then also if you if you have a family and now you're transitioning from spending time with your partner you should be able to take your parenting hat off and put your um, lover hat on. And so I know you have this J to Jamie hat thing that you do. And I think it's really, really, really important in your relationships as well. I love that because we talk so much about the podcasting persona, right? Like using a physical item to change that persona. And I know Tony Robbins talks about this a lot, right? You know, physically, you know, where are you feeling this different person and giving it a name? And I love the fact that you're bringing that into relationships. That Mr. Rogers example is gold. And even for myself, you know, bigger than relationships, even just having that change when I know I'm finishing the workday, you know, even if it's a comfy pair of slippers or a 
nice pair of socks or putting on your gym jams or whatever it is that's going to get make you feel better. I feel like there's so much wisdom in, in what you're sharing there, Monica. And one thing I want to ask as well, because I know that um, entrepreneurship can feel very lonely. And I feel like the for a lot of people, there's a weight that comes with trying, you know, to be different and trying to be successful that we sometimes find really hard to communicate, right? You know, it might be, you know, your wife asking how things are and you say, oh, everything's great, but inside maybe you're falling apart or maybe you don't know how to communicate with your partner about the struggles you go through every day. Um, any advice for somebody who is maybe feeling that, Monica? Because I know that for me, especially a couple of years ago, that was huge. Yeah. And that's so important. I mean, you, you just nailed something that's so, so, so critical is to be able to share the ups and downs with your partner and your family. I mean, I think that's so, so, so important, especially um, when you have a family is to be able to share those ups and downs and the lessons you're learning along the way, even though it feels vulnerable. And I think it's really easy for the entrepreneur to think that they're they're shielding or they're saving their family from these ups and downs and and all of those things. But a for for your partner, let them support you because that's really important. I know for me, there's times, you know, there's times when I'm like this and I'm really passionate about things and everybody thinks I'm fine, right? But there's days where I go into the bedroom with my husband and I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, dude. Like, what am I doing? And he goes, you know exactly what you're doing, right? He can lift me up. And I am so grateful for those moments even though it feels vulnerable. And even though I think he's like, I think he might say like, just quit and get a, get a job, go get a real job. Right. Um, but, but he doesn't because he knows how much this means to me. He knows it's part of me. He knows me better than anyone. And so he does know the times that are appropriate to tease me. And like, if you don't make any money, this, you know, or whatever, but he also knows that those times when I need to be buoyed up. And so allowing your partner to support you in that way so important and then on the flip side with with your kids you know it's really hard these days to teach your kids resiliency and hard work and all of those things right and the best way we can do it is through our example so when they get to see the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and how we handle it when a launch doesn't go our way and those types of things those are invaluable lessons. So don't shield your kids from all those things. If you were planning a really, really expensive vacation and, you know, something didn't come through the way it was supposed to, and you've got to reorganize that and, and change it. So important. Bring your kids on like, Hey, listen, this didn't go exactly the way I had planned it, but we are still going to enjoy our time together. It's just maybe going to be, you know, a little hotel, a few miles from home. Um, but, but we're going to get right back on that horse and we're going to do this again. We're going to change up a few things and we'll be taking that vacation, you know, another time. So those types of things are invaluable. So it does feel vulnerable, but it's so, so, so crucial. Wow, Monica, this has been really powerful. And I, I want to change gears a bit because, you know, um, on this show, a lot of what we talk about with entrepreneurs is about how they are growing their business, the strategies they're using. But I actually feel like it was so important for me to talk about what we've just discussed, because I think it's very real. Like a lot of people are going through these relationship questions and not necessarily challenges, but just facing new obstacles that maybe they haven't experienced before. And I know for me, especially like it's so powerful to 
hear your advice and to learn from it. And, you know, I can just sense the passion. There's no disagreement from anybody who can hear you on a podcast that you are so in love with your topic, which I think is amazing. Talk to us a little bit about the podcast and what made you decide that you wanted to use podcasting as a medium? Well, this is going to be an interesting answer, Jamie. I don't know if, if, if it, I, I hope that it's helpful, but I started the podcast first long before I ever wanted to monetize or make any money. Like I just wanted to help people. And so I, I just, I knew that I, I was passionate about these ideas and things, and I just wanted to get them out into the world. And so I started this, my podcast just over three years ago and I had no plans to monetize it or make a business out of it or anything. I just wanted to kind of get my ideas out into the world. And honestly, when I started my podcast, it was awful. Like (laughs) sound quality was awful. I sounded awful. It like, you know, I go back and I just cringe when I listen to those episodes, but you could still tell that I was passionate about the topics I was talking about. And so it wasn't until two years after I started my podcast that I ever thought, well, maybe I could make a business and really, really start helping people with this. So, so I don't know if that's helpful, but it wasn't until, you know, I came to you and we, you know, redid the podcast, really zeroing in and clarifying my message and my target audience and those types of things that I really was like, all right, now I know who I want to help and how I want to help them. And so that was the big motivation behind rebranding and relaunching that podcast. No, I love that. And can you tell us just for the context for the audience, I think it's super um, interesting to learn about how people structure their businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of your products and, and how you help people? And you don't have to get specific about pricing, but if you can give us some indications of how you want to help people in your business, I think that's going to be really useful for people at home who are looking at your business and saying, huh, how can I do things differently in my own business? Yeah. Well, I know I've tried lots of different things, um, but but what I've been most successful with now is is a little bit more of a high ticket coaching program where um, where I can literally take people through these different uh, what I don't know stages or frameworks that are going to help them in their business. And um, when I started, it was a little bit more like course. Um, like people to just go through and I thought, oh, they'll just go through and they'll learn. It'll be great. But what I learned from that was that, um, you know, knowledge that I think you introduced me with this knowledge is cute, but action is drop dead sexy. And so what what we do now is is it's like a an immersive program, not time consuming, but immersive where you learn a skill and then you have an assignment and then you implement it into your marriage and then you put you go on a mission right so you that solidifies this concept right because the things that you're learning in 10 weeks with me are the things that are going to make the next 50 or 60 years better for you <laughs> like there that's what's going to get you through the challenges and the struggles and the trials that are going to come over the next you know half a uh half a what is that a century it's a long time right that's (laughs) yeah a lot of time right and so it's not just a matter of like watching a few training videos and like okay yeah that's amazing it's like you're literally learning and implementing the skills into your marriage that are going to help you 
again, turn towards each other and be able to face every challenge and obstacle that comes your way together as a team. So the high ticket coaching is, is really, you know, in my business, what changed the game for me. It, it, it went from like kind of giving knowledge to giving coaching. And, and to be honest, that's what changed my business as well. It's like, um, you know, I thought I was, you know, learning things and that was great. It wasn't until I invested in my, in coaching, in my business that that collapsed time for me and helped me really understand how to implement the things in my business that would help me be successful. And so that's just now what I'm modeling for my, my clients in my business is you have to, you have to be able to invest in the process. You have to get in there, get your hands dirty and actually take action and do the things that you're learning i think it's i think it's so smart and i think a lot of the time we we don't recognize that when people pay a lot of money they they do invest a lot more of themselves into the process right and i think there's no better model of you know example than a than a marriage right and you know hey look if you want to commit to your marriage you got to commit to it and you got to make a real big you know investment behind it and it's going to help you to take those actions one thing I, I would curi be curious about, and Monica, I'm going to ask you in a second a little bit about, you know, your strategies for high ticket, because I think some people, they hear that. And a lot of people hear people talk about high ticket, but they don't actually see behind the scenes of what that person is doing to generate those sales and generate that interest. So I'd love to dig into that in a second. But before we do that, what, what do you, would you say is one of your biggest challenges that you faced with the core style business? And what did you change, you know, to actually accomplish that? Because I know a lot of people in our audience are trying, you know, 997 courses, maybe they're creating courses, and they're hitting some roadblocks. So I'd be curious to know about what some of your biggest challenges were. Yeah, so I was like, I came out on the scene and I was like, okay, what is the most important thing that I could teach people about their marriage? Well, intimacy, right? Of course, you know how you know, how excited I get about intimacy and physical intimacy and all that stuff. And so I created this 997 course all about intimacy. And the problem was, is that nobody was getting through the course. And I was like, yeah, after the first course. lesson, they were off in the bedroom, like figuring it out, right? Like, they're that, too distracted. That's exactly it. Well, I was so <laughs> frustrated because I was like, why are people not getting through this? I know this information is so important. And so I started interviewing them. I started like getting them on phone calls and being like, what, what happened? Like, why did we not finish this? And so they would say, well, we learned a couple of things and we would go, you know, like experiment with them or whatever. And we'd have like, a good experience and then that was it right and so what i realized was that just like a business you can learn a couple of get rich quick things right and that might help you make your four, first four or five figures but after that it's not sustainable mm -hmm. because you have to build an actual business if you want to generate wealth and create a legacy and the same goes with relationships you can learn a few tips and tricks and like have a couple great experiences but it's not the sustainable emotional physical connection that's going to take you through all of those really hard times building that kind of foundation takes time so i pulled my 997 course like this is not it right and i recreated an experience where i'm actually walking people through and they're implementing each thing building so we don't actually in my course now we don't actually get to intimacy until the last two weeks right we are building a solid foundation relationship 
And then we put intimacy on top of that. And then you build this beautiful, transcendent, connecting relationship that can stand the test of time. So that was that was my biggest struggle and how I learned like what the heck I was doing wrong there. I think that's such a huge takeaway because for so many people, I think they think sometimes that products and courses, they have to be these tactical takeaways. But so often we see in, you know, very great programs that they understand that it's more than just what they're telling you to do there's a deeper level of mindset and connection and, and foundations like that you're talking about and i think that's that's true for relationships i think it's true for health as much as it's true for business as well and i think so many people they try and do that with their business but then they neglect those two other areas right where we really need to do it the same way you know what is really you just brought something up that i thought of when you were saying that it's just like it's just like podcasting you teach podcasting but people are going to burn out of podcasting really fast if they don't know why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with intimacy and relationships. If you don't put that why there, if they don't really understand the importance of what they're doing, it's not sustainable. It's going to burn out really, really fast. So I think that you have to inject them with this, this why, this power, like empower them to keep it going. No, I love that. So let's let's talk a little bit about the high ticket offer, because I'm curious about, you know, your, the strategies and what you're going to go and implement to, to sell these high ticket offers. So what what does that process look like for you? How are you planning to bring people into this high ticket offer? And I, is that OK to share? Because I know that's a little bit maybe deeper than you usually would share on, a, on an interview. Oh, I'm an open book. Listen, so I've got a masterclass that's coming in about two weeks. It's going to teach people. Uh, it, it's basically it's how to stay happily married while building your se seven figure business. Right. And it's basically the three most important principles you have to understand for success for achieving success in life, marriage, and in business, right? And so it's just three kind of universal secrets, if you will, that you just have to understand if you're gonna be able to really, really do this. It's the why. So so they'll they'll come on my masterclass, hopefully, and then um, book, a, if they're interested, if they're like, okay, this is it, I, I wanna learn how to do this, then they'll book a call with me and if we're a good fit for each other and I feel like I can get them results and I feel like they're committed, then, then they, they get to work with me and it's not cheap. So, you know, that, that's how it works. It's more of an application process than, than a sales call. I don't really do sales calls. You either want what I'm offering or you don't. And if you want it, how committed are you? So that's how that goes. I love that because there's, you know, ever since going through the Two Comma Club X, one of the things that stood out to me the most from what Russell taught was this idea of the high ticket application funnel. You know, he used to have 100 people in the inner circle at a time, and he literally would put this application page up where it says, tell me why you want to be in this program and why we should consider you. And it flips the script and it changes the approach to you sell me on why I should let you in the program rather than the other way around. And I was chatting with my buddy, Brendan Kelly, the other day, and, and this is something he's helped a lot of people with recently, is this idea of, look, you, you really can be super selective, but at the same time, people want these high ticket offers. And by the time you get on the sales call, people should really already be sold. You know, the sales call is more about collecting the cash and overcoming those last final pieces. It shouldn't be where you're convincing and persuading people to come into your program. So I love that approach. I, I think that's so powerful. And I'm excited to hear about this masterclass because 
everything, you know, when I, when I listen to most masterclasses, the most important thing for me is the headline, right? What's the promise? And your promise that you just shared then about, you know, still having your marriage after you build a seven figure business, like that's a huge, powerful promise that people are really going to want. Not just still having your marriage, but being happily married right. after scaling a seven-figure business. Because if you scale a seven-figure business and you're not happily married, chances are you're going to have to give away half of that. Yeah, and even worse, you know, it's the it's the mindset that comes from that. You know, there's there's a lot of fallout with ending relationships that can be super detrimental to your business. So it's you know, it's like they always say: if you have a, a good partner by your side, you can go really far, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Russell Brunson always says you can only be as successful as your partner will allow you to be. And there is so much at first when I first heard that, I was like, no, you can do anything. And then I and then when I really like let that sink in, I was like, truth, that is true. You can only be as successful as your partner will allow you to be. No, I love that. And in terms of the podcast, Monica, because I know that you're getting, you know, a ton of people listening to the podcast now. It's it's going off like crazy. People just love tuning in and listening to your advice. And I, I know exactly why, because I'm sitting here doing this interview going, this is awesome. Like, I love this content. Like, I would listen to this. This is a cool episode. What, what are you going to do with the podcast when it comes to, you know, growing and continuing to grow your business in this high ticket offer? What does your strategy look like there? Well, my strategy with my podcast is I love to interview guests that really personify what I'm talking about. Like I like to show people a vision of here are these very ultra successful entrepreneurs who have managed to create a beautiful lifestyle and a wonderful home life, right? So by by interviewing people like um, uh, Shauna and Ash Sumter coming on the podcast really soon, um, Shauna Sumter and Ash, I can't say his last name, but they are amazing, <laughs> right? Russell and Colette Brunson, Dave and Carrie Woodward. There are some incredible entrepreneurs out there who actually personify all of this, right? And so I love giving people the vision of what they really can look forward to as well as like today's episode is my seven tips for getting more support from your spouse. So I love to give them, you know, here's what you can do. But again, a podcast is just knowledge. So you can listen to podcasts all day long. My, my, so my strategy there is to paint a picture of what they could be, give them some ideas and places to start. But if they're really, really ready for the change, if they're really ready for the transformation, and then then hopefully that they'll want to work with me so no i love that and I, I think there's so much about this idea behind nurture with podcasts that so many people miss is that hey podcasting audiences are the most dedicated out of all of them you know if you have somebody that clicks play on an episode they're on average going to consume 80 percent of everything you ever put out there so it's worth remembering that you know for you guys out there that are wanting to podcast and wanting to start you know, these are real people that are tuning in religiously and listening to your voice. And there's something powerful about having, you know, your voice in somebody's earphones as they're walking around and doing their day. And it creates this super high level of trust, which definitely is something that you can't forget about, you know, and that's what I think helps people to connect with you on that higher level, right? Totally. And the thing with podcasting too, is I used to be really like looking at the numbers and all of that in the reviews and things like that. And I stopped doing that when I started getting personal messages in my DMs of people who are like, 
this episode changed everything for me or oh my gosh I'm so inspired by what you talked about this week like those to me are the real numbers like I don't really care who's listening each week of course I mean I'm I'm putting out content that hopefully connects with people right but it's when they take the time to really let me know that like this helped them make some sort of breakthrough those are the real real stats that I'm after. And so it's been amazing as, you know, as I've really dialed in my, my show and my content and things like that, that's happening so much more. And I love it. It just warms my heart when someone takes a moment and lets me know that something I said affected them in some way. I love that. Monica, I'm, I'm always hesitant sometimes to ask this question because, you know, it can, lead to a little bit of fear and a little bit of worry but um what do you you know over the last year you've had such success in your business in a time where a lot of people have really struggled you know you've grown you've created this podcast you've you know really excelled in my mind what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge for 2021 Ooh, that's a good question my biggest challenge for 2021 um i think that really my my biggest challenge has always been and will always be getting in front of the people that that need my help right and so i've never i've never really struggled uh, i've never really worried that my content will be helpful to people like i know it is but how can i get myself in front of those people is kind of my new like i'm learning about this whole marketing it's all new to me right marriage is not new to me i've been married for 20 years but marketing is new to me so um you know but I have some great teachers and mentors and, and coaches in that area. So, so I'm not really afraid. It's just, that's, that's always my challenge is getting out in front of those people who really, really need what I can uniquely provide. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause it can be scary sometimes to talk about that. Right. But I, I think there's so many people who are at that level right now in the audience who are experiencing the same thing. It's how do I continue to find the right people and continue to serve them? So I think that's so powerful. Monica, this has been a really fun episode. I've really enjoyed talking to you about all of this stuff because, you know, I, I think there's so many people that have, really a big desire to further their marriage and grow their business and not wanting to sacrifice one or the other that kind of trinity is is so important of you know business health and and, and happiness in your family life and your and your relationships so i've been really kind of enjoying this episode i think it's going to help a lot of people out there if people want to find out more and you know maybe listen to your podcast and maybe even tune into this new masterclass that's coming up where where can people find more from you yeah, so the easiest place to find me is my website is www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com. Uh, and the podcast is On the Brighter Side Marriage for Entrepreneurs. You can find that on any podcasting platform. And uh, I'm also on social media, Moni Tanner One is how you can find me on Instagram. Oh, Monica, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to reconnect with you. I love that things are going so great. I'm so excited for this new masterclass and for the new high ticket offer you're putting out there. I know there's a ton of entrepreneurs that are gonna get so much help from you. And guys, I've spent a lot of time with Monica. I can personally say she's one of the easiest people to connect with and talk to. So if you've been going through some of those struggles right now, maybe you're looking like you need that guidance, that right person to turn to, to make sure that your marriage isn't just okay, but awesome. I would recommend you reach out to her. I think she's so easy to talk to. Monica, thank you so much for coming on today. Anything really exciting that's coming up in the next couple of months that you want to share? I mean, it's 
Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> it's a day to celebrate your love. I think you should be celebrating it every day, but I love that there's a day on the calendar dedicating to reconnecting in that way. So there it, you go. Isn't that nice? Hopefully I won't be alone on Valentine's Day. So that'll be fun. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Monica, thank you so much for giving the value away today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jamie. And guys, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, wow, Monica's got a podcast. Sounds like she's doing great with that. I wish I was able to have a successful podcast. Then don't worry, you can absolutely have that. And, you know, cheesy jokes aside, I've got a free giveaway for you guys and it's our five days to monetize your podcast. You can head to changemakersmovement.com forward slash the number five D-A-Y-S. And I want to show you the strategies that we teach Monica and lots of different entrepreneurs on how they can actually not only have an amazing show, but use it to fuel their business. So please make sure you check that out. I hope it's super valuable to you. And I hope you got some value out of this episode. If there was any great takeaways, please feel free to tag me on Instagram in a story at Jamie Atkinson. I'd love to repost any takeaways that you have from this episode. Just feel free to do a screenshot, give us a little takeaway, and I can always share it on Instagram for you guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.